Hello and welcome to the Midweek Move podcast extension of The Healing Place. This is the podcast where you are attempting to go through the scriptures line by line, verse by verse, and ask ourselves, what does it mean? And over the last several weeks, we've been taking a deep dive into a particular passage talking about the fivefold ministry. This week, we're going to start off a new series where we're going to be taking a deep dive into a particular verse, Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. And uh, our, joining us for this conversation is our friend Mike Conaway of Fearless House out in McKinney, Texas. And uh, so over the next several weeks, we're focusing just on this one verse. We are narrowing down, discussing different implications of this verse and how this verse plays out today. So I want to encourage you guys to grab a Bible, grab a notebook, grab a pen, take some notes, and really dig in. And then also, I'm, we're asking you to do this. Give us some feedback on these conversations. Reach out to us, mediahub at thbstreport.com, or you can email us on our Facebook page, uh, which is Midweek Move, and let us know how these conversations have challenged you, how they've encouraged you. Are you enjoying these conversations? Let us know uh, through these avenues. So that being said, let's get into today's conversation. Welcome to the Midweek Move. I am Scott, and listen, we are taking a deep dive into an amazing portion of Scripture that sometimes we can just read it and go by it and forget what's going on, and we lose the power of what's happening. Uh, daily principles, daily life, and today, uh, and even for the next few episodes of the Midweek Move, uh, we're going to have my friend Mike with us. Mike is from McKinney, Texas, Fearless House. He's been a West Coast pastor. He's been a big church pastor. He's been a quote-unquote uh, uh, family church pastor. He's been uh, big, small, whatever terms Church Marketing 101 wants to give. He's, he's kind of been there, done that. And, uh, but more than anything, he's just uh, an awesome man of God, uh, and God uses him in such an amazing way. So, Mike, welcome to the Midweek Move. Thank you. I'm excited. And I guess I'm only here for the day, but this will be broken up into yep. it's gonna several be weeks. parts. So. It's going to be weeks. So yeah, they'll, it's be, be they'll be tired of me by the time, uh, <laughs> by the time we're done. So. Yeah, it's good. All right, so everybody go to Matthew 16. This is where we're going to land for a little while, and we're just going to break this down. We're going to not just look at history and what's happening here, but yeah. what does it have to do with our lives? Uh, because um, the Word always applies to our lives, always applies to our lives. And because the Word is living, it's active, man, it is, it is powerful, it, is, it should be living in our lives yeah, every yeah. single day. And so Matthew 16, and where we find ourselves in verse 13, is this amazing moment in a place that's called Caesarea Philippi. Uh, but Mike, there's a journey that they've been on yeah. so far, and not just a journey of geography. Uh, it's not just, hey, Mike drove over to Shreveport. Mike and Lisa drove over to Shreveport from McKinney, Texas. They they took a journey. It was geographical. There was a lot they of traffic went, in They went spots. here, yeah. and they went here, and they went here, and then they got here. But Jesus is really taking these guys on a spiritual journey of learning, going deeper, and he's really bringing them to a place, not just Caesarea Philippi, but he's kind of bringing them to a place of, okay, guys, are you mature enough to handle mm. this moment right here? Now, all of us deal with that. Yeah. Like, the Lord... The Lord grows us, He matures us, but there are some moments He brings us to where it's like, 
Am I really mature enough to, to really get this, to grasp this? Mm. And the Lord brings us to those moments, and He's telling us we're ready. We're not sure we're ready, and we may not even understand the whole picture. Yeah. But the Lord brings us to that place of decision, yes or no, right? Life or death, what are you going to choose today? And so He brings the guys, he's, he's got them on this amazing spiritual journey, and geographically, He's actually taking them from a place that is known for being the holy city. It's the centerpiece of the universe of worship. It's the centerpiece of religious um, uh, hierarchy. It's the center of the world at that point of, if you can get to Jerusalem, there's redemption. Yeah. If you can just get there, there's redemption. But Jesus says, no, let's go out. Let's remove ourselves from that. Let's go further from that. Let's actually get maybe even the furthest northernmost part away from Jerusalem that we mm. can get, and then I want to establish something in your life. But before they get to Caesarea Philippi, there's a very interesting thing that's happening, and this is something that really strikes a nerve in you. And, and yeah. so where, where is that? It has to do with these people called the Pharisees and the Sadducees, but before they land at Caesarea Philippi, something's going on that has to do with what Jesus is about to deal with. Dig into that just a little bit. Well, and the Bible describes going from here to here as a crossing over, mm. right? They cross over. And there was always crossing overs. You remember the, the woman who is healed, um, who grabs the hem of Jesus' garment? Well, he had just crossed over and landed on shore. Yep. A man runs up who is a leader in church and, and needs his daughter healed. And on the way to his house, this woman kind of jumps in there, right? And right. And touches the hem of Jesus' garment and... And so there's all these moments where Jesus crosses over. There's a crossing over before that crossing over I just described, where he crosses over, gets out of a boat, and he runs in the, into the demoniac. The demoniac, yep. Right? And that guy gets healed, right? And so Jesus is always crossing over, and I think it's a great example of these moments of growth, because all of us have moments where Jesus wants us to cross over from, here's where we're at in our maturity level, and we're prepared for a moment. And we, we have to cross over. The good news is he's crossing over with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's crossing over to get to us, right? So before we get to one of the most fundamental and powerful portions of Scripture concerning why we're all here doing what we do, yep. the church, what Jesus is doing, what Jesus is doing through disciples, he sets them up. Yep. And he sets them up for the same reason he sets us up, to get us not just to test us. It's not like some kind of weird test. It's, it's because we've, we've grown to a point where in order for us to grow more, we have to take a jump of maturity to see things differently. And the way he sets it up is, again, they're in Jerusalem, they're doing their thing in the, in the world of religion. Yep. And he, at that point in time, confronted Sadducees and Pharisees, these two odd groups that are mentioned in the Bible, and one group you could say, like the Sadducees, they were more like the lawyers. They kind of ran stuff politically. They didn't believe in the resurrection. That's right. Which is typical of lawyers, <laughs> right, and politicians. Um, there have been pretty famous people that we would call Christians. Martin Luther King was one who didn't believe in a resurrection. And there's an argument politically that it's because Jesus needs to do stuff here, now, and that's true. And if we're just looking for tomorrow and the sweet by and by, then we won't take care of social justice issues. Right. But Jesus can do both. He can take care of social justice issues, and he can take care of eternity. 
So they didn't believe in a resurrection. And then there are the Pharisees, and they were kind of like the religious leaders, even more so than the Sadducees. But they were two groups in power, and Jesus had to deal with them and lumped them together a lot, yep. right? So he's talking about these guys, and he says and confronts the Sadducees themselves when they ask for a sign. Like, show us a sign if you're some big deal. Do a miracle. And now Jesus has done a lot of miracles by this time. This is Matthew chapter 16. Yep. Miracles have happened. The report of miracles, many of these guys have probably seen miracles firsthand. But all of a sudden, they want Jesus to obey them like a puppet. Like, jump for us. Dance for us. Prove you're who you are. They, they forget, and we need to be careful, that Jesus and God are not our butler up in the sky. Jesus has a very strange complex. He has a Lord complex. He thinks he's a really good Lord, and he thinks we're really bad Lords of our own life, right? And he wants to be Lord. And so he's talking to these guys, and he goes, you guys, man, you guys are like, and he gives them an example. You know, it's like the red sky, and you can discern that tomorrow there's going to be a storm, but you have no ability to discern anything spiritually. Yep. You become cynical. You're you become paranoid. And I can understand why that Rome has been in charge for, you know, 30, 40 years before Jesus is even around. So they they're under a dominating slave-like environment, pretty easy to get cynical. Yep. These guys trying to keep their community together. I get all that. But he still wants them to understand that the Messiah is right in front of you. And you've allowed your life to get to the point where you can't even see him. And you want him to dance for you, to prove it. And sometimes we make Sadducees and Pharisees um, out to be like bad pastors in churches. Right. Right. But any of us, any layperson, any regular Christian can get to that point where if you get cynical, you'll start revisiting how you view God and it usually will not be the God of the Scriptures. Right. It'll become the God of your own imagination. And yep. we always warn people in our church, we always say, hey, remember, we serve the God of the Bible, not the God of our own imagination. Yep. Because it's very easy to just kind of think, well, my Jesus is this way. My Messiah does this. And make him fit into our mind instead of our mind fit into his ways. And so they leave. That's, that's what happens. He, he teaches that great story. The disciples get to hear it, and, and the disciples are kind of like, yeah, those guys, right? And then they cross over, and as they're crossing over to this city, which you're going to talk about, which is amazing, this weird place they cross yeah. from this amazingly supernatural, powerful religious place to the place they shouldn't go, but Jesus is willing to go everywhere. Yep. And the disciples go with him. They forgot to bring food, and it literally says, we forgot to bring bread. You know, it's a bunch of 20-year-olds. <laughs> People forget how young they were. They forget to bring bread, and Jesus brings up the leaven thing again. And it's funny the way it, it reads. It reads like this. It reads, uh, and we're not reading this part. We're going to jump into a, a very important part of the Bible. But this is just the setup to it. It reads like this. Uh, because they forgot to bring bread, Jesus brings up leaven again. And they're like, uh, it, it, uh, like he's talking to us about forgetting to bring bread. That's literally how it reads. It's like, this, you're talking to us about bread? Yep. And Jesus goes, dude, I'm not talking about bread. Weren't you there when I, when I fed 5,000, when I fed 4,000? I'm not worried about food. I can do food like that. Yep. I'm, I'm talking to you about leaven. 
the leaven that's in the Pharisees. Now I want to use the bread that you didn't bring as an example. Be careful about leaven, because they're about ready to go into a very cynical, weird place. I mean, a city that's weird, and it's very easy in life to get cynical about about ministry, cynical about church. I mean, think about the cynicism right now in our nation after two years of COVID, where literally it seemed like there were people that used it for a political reason to actually put the church in its place. And it's been hard and difficult, and many people are cynical. Many people aren't returning back to church. It's leaven that just takes a little bit, just a little uncertainty. I'm not quite sure who Jesus is. I thought Jesus would be this way and not able to discern what is happening spiritually. Just a little bit can just spread through the bread, just like that, just that quick. And although it makes nice puffy bread, it doesn't make for good Christian living and a person who's going to be a disciple. And now all of a sudden, as I throw it back to you, Jesus wants to ask a question to Yeah, and he's, he's telling them about leaven, which... Yes, it gets in, but he goes into saying the actual doctrine of the Mm. Pharisees and the Sadducees. Yeah. So he's saying that, listen, maybe you got, uh, maybe they got a little cynical, maybe they got a little this, maybe they got a little of that, but this has now become established. Yes. Cynicism is established in their life. Yeah, like a doctrine. That's right. It's a doctrine. It's established. Wow. And he's about to ask them a question that is going to establish not only their faith, but ours. Ours as well, yeah. Even who we're known as today, Hmm. the church. The church isn't a building. It's not brick and mortar. It is flesh and blood given up to the Lord Jesus, atonement for that. Now in the Spirit, we are children of God, and now we are Hmm. the temples of the Holy Spirit. We're not even building ourselves. He's building us. Yeah, We're living stones that He created, and that he's putting together to build something that the foundation is already there. But yet they don't even know that the foundation is about to be established for everything. They're thinking, Pharisees and Sadducees, I've got to do something. There's 633 laws. I've got to do this. (laughs) I've got to do this. I've got to do this. That's going to be the foundation. Mm -hmm. And so he's saying, listen, they're not even doing that. Because of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they've created doctrine, a foundation of their own. And now, if you're not careful, you are going to allow that to become your foundation. But let me take you something. You know, one thing I love about that conversation is the fact that we began to talk about, really, your foundation. What is in that foundation? And... We talked about how, you know, Jesus was continually crossover, crossover, crossover. And there are many seasons of our life where we cross over. And sometimes when we cross over, you know, just like seasons, just like uh, there's summer right now where we're at, summertime. Summer is not when school goes back. Summer is when it stops being 100 degrees. That's, it starts to cease when it's no longer 100 degrees or when it's no longer 95 degrees at 9 o'clock at night. Um But sometimes when seasons change, it can be gradual, and sometimes it can be harsh and immediate. And in those times, we've got to be careful as we cross over into seasons that our foundation is firm, that we're on the right foundation. Because if we, just like Jesus, when he would take them across, it always seems like he was trying to teach them a lesson, not just where they were going, 
but where they were coming from. And one thing I love about being on a firm foundation of Jesus Christ is this, is that no matter if you're coming from somewhere, you're entering a season or you're going somewhere, that there are lessons in each one of those for you wherever you're at. You know, so many times we, we do one of two things. We either, we either stay in a moment too long and want to live there, and then we don't progress. We don't grow. We don't mature. We just kind of try to stay in that moment. We long for that day again. Or we go past the moment so fast that we don't ever grow and mature in what's there. And so, you know, as, as Mike and I were talking and we were talking about Jesus going, okay, teaching about the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, which really was like sin. It was like a, a, a sandy foundation. that It wasn't firm. He said, now let me take you somewhere. And so I think our question where we land is like, okay, what's an action step we can take of this? Well, I think a really cool action step and maybe steps plural for us this week in this midweek move, because it is midweek move. It's not midweek stay. It's not midweek future either. It's a midweek move. It's like, okay, what is the Lord saying to us right now through this, through this conversation and through the Word of God in Matthew 16? And what do we do with this? How do we make a move? How do we grow? How do we take a next step? And I think that one of the great ways we can do that this week is by reflecting on our season of life right now. Like, where are we? Like, what, where have I just come from? What can I learn from that? All right. So number one, reflect on where you've come from. Maybe not so much where, but what you've come through, where you've, where you've come from, right? Not location-based, not geographic-based, but just in that season of your life. What have you learned in the last three months of your life? Like since the end of May, what have you learned in your life? What's a lesson, one lesson that you've learned in the last three months? Reflect on that. Then I want you to step two, right? Action step two is, all right, how can I grow in that today? Like, how can I take that even further? I may have learned it, but how can I really get it into my life? How can I grow and mature in that right now, today? And then number three for an action step is just to kind of evaluate where you are at in this season of your life. Is the foundation that you're standing on spiritually, is it strong or is it a bit shaky? Because if it's a bit shaky, then it's probably not Jesus that we're standing on. It may be circumstances. It may be depending on people. It may be depending on a job. It may be whatever it is, but our dependency is on something else other than Jesus. And 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 establish where where is my, my foundation? Where is my footing in this season of my life? Is it a bit shaky? Okay, if it's shaky, man, Lord, help me. I want the, all of it to be built on you, Lord all of it to be built on you. I don't want any of that leaven stuff from the Pharisees and the Sadducees. I, as I'm crossing over in this season of my life, man, I want to make sure that it's it's a firm foundation and everything that's built upon it can stand because it's a firm foundation. So again, action step number one, three months, the last three months of your life. What have you learned? What have you learned? Number two, how can I grow and mature in that right now? And number three, right? How's my foundation? Where's my footing right now in this season of my life?
All right. So a great conversation. We're going to be doing this over the next few weeks. It's going to be awesome. Uh, it's not just going to be two guys talking all the time, but it's going to be like, hey, okay, what do we do with this right now? So until next time, God bless you guys. See you later.